this is the clinch podcast if you didn't already know my name is shay and here we're just chilling we're talking about fights very casually although some people might um question me on my definition of casually but nevertheless we're chilling we're just talking about fights and this week we are talking about ufc columbus and after I talk about those fights, we're going to try something new. Some of you DM'd me and suggested this, and it's kind of like a fighter highlight episode. So this week I chose Rose Namajunas, and if you guys end up really digging this one, then I will open up the suggestion box on my Instagram stories again next week, and we can take another fighter name. And we'll just pick from there, like pick it from a hat. So I hope you guys dig this one. I had a lot of fun recording it, so I hope you enjoy. But now I do want to go ahead and move on to the fights so we can get to the end because I'm so excited. <laughs> so we have Menon Fior versus Jennifer Maya. That is where I wanted to start. Fior just moves very similarly to Valentina Shevchenko, I, in my opinion. Now, the actual masterfulness and the intensity and the fight IQ is obviously just leaps and bounds elevated above, but still, the actual style and bare bones is very similar to Val. In my opinion! <laughs> you remember the, the meme? It's my opinion! That, yeah. So, she uses her range very, very well, and Maya, she has brutal hands when she gets them put to use. Later in the first round is when she really grasped the range and was able to really turn up the heat in the fight. In round two, there's a really amazing wizard kick by Fior, and I'm just a sucker for that kind of shit. I love seeing that. It's some of my favorite things to see as a fan, and she also fared pretty well on the ground with Jennifer Maya, and she made several statements with her takedowns, her durability, and her overall just ability in her grappling. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that she was trying to show that she is a submission artist, per se, but she definitely showed her well-roundedness as a mixed martial artist, and I think she did that intentionally, of course. And you always have to be sure to keep an eye on fighters who perform intentionally, meaning they fight... To prove a point, you know, to highlight something. That is a real sure sign of better fight IQ, of one of the better fight IQs that there can be in these up-and-coming fighters because they are taking the time to intentionally show and prove that they are well-rounded and they are not one-sided, they're not one-trick ponies, that they are able to compete at any level of the game and any aspect of the game. So... Through a decision win, you know, of course it, it went to a decision, but it was definitive, in my opinion. And I really like that she called out uh, Caitlin Chukadian. I think that would be a fun fight, <laughs> stylistically. I think that they would set for a good finger, but they also could both def definitely go to the ground. So looking forward to that one for sure, if that's the fight that they make. So moving on to Chris Gutierrez versus... Betrell Dinah. The fight was bomb. I thought the fight was totally bomb. And Dinah laid it on at the end of round one and throughout really 
until Chris, you know, finally went for that spinning back fist again, <laughs> which was so risky. But, you know, when you have a specific fight IQ to use the mistake as a gauge to calculate or recalculate the reattempt, you can set yourself apart from the rest of the fighters in your division. Division! <laughs> and, you know, it was an intentional reattempt, not just a loose reattempt. So, you know, I definitely was very impressed. I love it. The fight was totally bomb. And after that, we had Neil Magny. Ooh, such a staple. He is such a staple. I love watching him every time he fights, and I highly respect him and his impact on the division. He's performed amazingly well, and I would love to see him fight Hasmat Chumayev. Uh, I think that would be an excellent fight. At this point, I, would, I just want to see anyone fight Hamzat. Like, this guy is hyped up to the brim, and all these guys are talking about him. He's talking about all these guys. He has a romance with Darren Till. I mean, just book something already. Let's see some legitimacy, or some more legitimacy, as I should say. Maybe because he has been pretty dope. But yes, just book something already with this guy. Definitely magnate. Get your money, boy. Um, <laughs> next, we have Kaikara France versus Oscar Askarov. This was a fun scramble. I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, Askarov stuck to Kai like Velcro in round one. Absolutely dominant. But Kai stood calm. He stood composed. He remained patient. And when he came back in to round two, he landed some very, very heavy shots. And he carried that through all the way until the end of the fight. And... He really laid the pressure on at all angles, and not only did he defend the takedown attempts very, very well, but he angled his shots in a flow of like an upward momentum, and he just he just kicked it up, man. He absolutely killed it. That was such an entertaining fight to see. I loved his adjustments, and you know he maintained the the upward momentum the entire fight and got the W. So. I was incredibly satisfied with that fight, and I love the call-out. I think he's definitely ready. Let me know if you agree or if you disagree. I don't know who else you would think, but yeah, that is my pick for sure. And moving on to our next fight, we have Matt Brown. <laughs> Matt has been a staple since forever, really. Since <laughs> Definitely since I became a fan. So, you know, I always enjoy the opportunity to see him perform he is one of the last like barbaric brawlers of his era. I love his solid kicks that he was throwing throughout the fight and his takedowns as well. With Barbarina also matching the brawl, he, you know, he brought it to Matt just as much as Matt brought it to him. And Matt threw a really nasty elbow in round three. You know, just throwing away at this point because Barbarina was really doing an amazing job of you know, having killer reversals and striking pressure. Even still, you know, Matt kept wearing on him in the pocket and then bringing it back to the ground and up against the fence at his will, really. And the final minute was a bloody, glorious brawl. <laughs> it was just classic brawl. A tired one at that, but nevertheless, a scrumptious battle. <laughs> Matt really is immortal and his work will keep to the name of Immortal 100% as well because he's given us such a beautiful piece of work in his entire career and I think we'll continue a few more times at least and I think that Matt really brought it to Brian and had some really big shining moments 
and I definitely don't think that he is done. I think that he still has quite a bit more in him. And there was even talks of a rematch, which I would love to see. I definitely think that would happen, because why the hell not? And with Brian, I'm definitely excited to see him fight again, too, especially if I get to hear about his farm and his animals and stuff. I always love when I hear fighters and they're like, calm-ass hobbies, and I'm like, oh, I love that. Especially, he was like, I just want to go back to my farm, and I'm like, feel you. Okay, yeah, feel you. But yeah, definitely excited to see him fight again. So, moving on, briefly, super sad JoJo loss, but Alexa looked amazing. Increasingly dominant over her last two fights, so I am looking forward to what's next for her. I love JoJo. My mom, as a birthday gift, got me a cameo of her, and that was so awesome. So, super sad to see her lose, but she handled it very, very gracefully and said she knows that she has to earn her way back up and she'll take her place and work from there, which makes me love her even more. So, moving on to our next fight, which is, of course, Chris Dawkins versus Curtis Blades. So, first off, incredible adjustment from Curtis to get the winning position in this fight. A satisfying heavyweight win. I mean, I don't know about you, but my favorite heavyweight fights are the ones that are done quick and crazy. Of course, I love Francis Ngannou, and he did what he had to do to win, to retain his belt, but we all love a quick knockout, right? We can agree on that. <laughs> Definitely an amazing performance by Curtis, and I do hate the interim talk, but it is hard to tell what Dana will do while Ngannou's out, um, coming out after the surgery, you know, but I absolutely died when Stipe gave Curtis the thumbs up when he called him out subsequently, so it was just an adorable little cute incident. Uh, Stipe was drunk out of his mind, I'm sure, but just having the best time, just living his absolute best life. What What a great matchup. I think that is the more appropriate matchup, and I'd love to see it. So, with all that being said, finally, we get to move on to the meet. This segment is the Fighter Spotlight, and I thought it most appropriate to start with my favorite fighter of all time, Rose Namajunas. And I know that will probably read me as a very, very new fan, but I am. <laughs> I have only been a fan maybe 10 or nine years at this point, so it might classify me as a newer fan depending on who you talk to, but I don't care. I love Rose. I admire her so much. She is absolutely it for me as far as MMA goes. She just moves so seamlessly, and in my opinion, she has one of the closest to perfect fight IQs in the game. She has nearly the perfect balance of tenacity and technique to the point where the two are just becoming synonymous and she is as much a submission artist as she is a knockout artist and you know she has the awards to prove it to, to back it up you know she won mma submission of the year in 2013 2015 and 2017 fighter of the year in 2017 and knockout of the year in 2017 just to name a few, those are just a few of the rewards that she's gotten over the past few years. And she processes each sequence in record time. And she does so with and through so much emotion, which never really seems to deter her. 
and she moves just on a different wavelength, it seems, than most fighters. And her range is choice. <laughs> that range is crazy. And she has this, and it's not so much the actual range, the measurements themselves, it's what she does with the range and how she is able to capitalize on such an asset. And, you know, she has an incredible ability to bend and extend herself in a way that is just so rare to see. And she moves very similarly to, you know, what you would see a boa, what you would see from a boa constrictor coiling around their prey. She moves so aggressively in her grappling um, when she gets to the ground in all those sequences, but not in a way that is like advantageous to her opponents by allowing them to like capitalize on any sloppiness. No, she's not moving in that kind of aggressive manner. She is not allowing any space for there to be that sloppiness usually and she is too self and lightning fast in just the grappling exchanges right i'm still just talking about grappling <laughs> she's too lightning fast even in those exchanges to really allow any of that sloppiness to seep through and that also obviously applies to her striking ability of course the reason that we love this sport is largely due to its unpredictability so no one is perfect, obviously, but this is just the dominant representation of what I have seen and analyzed as a fan watching her fights. And going back even to her Invicta days, she has displayed the same basis of her unique style and skill set. Even if it was unrefined, it was still present. She still had that unique flow, that, that specific cadence. And so now, with all those characteristics of her game being refined, she has created a legendary evolution of the division. And I would venture even to say the game as a whole, <laughs> you know, but that's just me. I'm biased. So I personally think that she set the bar when she beat Ioana. I think that is when she finally had that career-defining moment, even though she'd made statements prior, before, time and time again once she beat Joanna in that upset that is what catapulted her and that is what was pivotal for her in her career and on the more sentimental side of things <laughs> the more sentimental aspect of my fandom of her is is much more objective compared to everything else I just said you know because I know that many people might not agree with me on the impact I believe that she has made on the sport as a whole but Personally, I admire her the most because of her story. It, it really hits home for me. We share a lot of the same unfortunate hardships in life. So, you know, when she's fighting, I can see and feel nearly exactly what it is that she is fighting against. And, you know, she has opened up a lot about her demons and, you know, I share a lot of them. <laughs> and I am an intense person. I handle things very seriously, sometimes way too seriously emphasis on most times <laughs> but under that iron fist is a lot of emotion and she seems to share that same sentiment you know neither of us have really ever had even a semi-normal life nor do we have a good idea of what it should look like but our wins and the hard work that we do to get there is just that much more meaningful to us and I can tell that sometimes people may look at me a little sideways because of how intense I can be, but people like Rose understand how decades 
And I mean that quite literally. I'm only 24 years old, but I do quite literally mean decades, two whole decades of being in survival mode. What that does to the mind of a young woman. And she she resonates with that because she has also had to be in that constant fight or flight. So when we're finally able to see the fruits of our labor and can finally slow down to enjoy life and just be genuinely proud of ourselves, it's pretty damn sweet, you know, and we hold that feeling very dearly. And I look up to Rose for what she has managed to accomplish. It definitely gives me hope that, you know, I can also go for something that I dream of and I dream of this podcast becoming successful and it being able to help people and help fighters and that I can one day, you know, develop a fight management company and just do what I absolutely love, which is support fighters and just be a involved fan. I feel like a fight manager is really just a involved fan, you know, who, you know, isn't afraid to do the gritty work and isn't afraid to show their teeth you know, so that these fighters get what they deserve and that they don't put all this passion into this organization for nothing or any organization for nothing. You know, so I, I have very big passions and Rose is the embodiment of someone who comes from somewhere like I come from and is just able to be so in tune with their feelings and, and their mental health and really just dive into making yourself great and and taking things deeper and really going for things that we never thought that we could achieve when we were younger things that we never thought were attainable and then we discover something and it just takes us places that we never thought we could go and I know that is super cheesy but if you know me you know I am and so I'm just super passionate about this and for Rose to be the person and the fighter that she is why wouldn't she be my favorite? Who else would be my candidate, you know? So yeah, that is all I have for this episode. If you want me to dive deeper into Rose, whether it be like stylistically or just in a different aspect, definitely let me know. Or if you want to hear about a completely different fighter that I enjoy or a fighter you enjoy that you want me to dive into, let me know just DM me. That's probably the best way right now. So just go to my Instagram. It is Shay, my name, C-H-E-Y-Y-M-Y-N-A-M-E. And I am on Twitter at Shaolin Shay. You know how to spell it. And if you liked this episode, it would be super cool if you left a review, gave it some stars, shared it with your teammates, your coaches, your friends, your mom, your dad, whoever. If they're into this kind of stuff, I would greatly appreciate it, and you would be the dopest. So, I am so thankful that you all are listening, and I hope you listen next time.